we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for September 7th, 2014. Next report is the entitled The Myth of the Tiny Radical Muslim Minority, which is another thing that we we get thrown at a lot in the lamestream media. Oh, it's just this tiny, tiny person. Well, the tiny percentage seems to keep growing and seems to be growing regarding the amount of Muslims actually supporting them. And this is the ones that are admitting to supporting them. I believe it's a much higher percentage that in their heart are supporting them. Here's the evidence that the enemy we face is not a tiny minority of Muslims, let alone a rootless philosophy unconnected to Islam entirely. It's just not the thousands of Westerners now attempting to join ISIS. It's the millions of Muslims who support their general goals. Uh, France, a newly, a new widely covered poll. Hey, I found out in France, my website's banned totally. <laughs> because, most likely, because of the Muslim population there. Because of what I'm going to be getting into. You can't even access my site in Japan, in uh, France. So, there's a lot of countries that you can't access my website, just so you know. So, you know. Uh, vive la Française. Anyway. Um... A new, a new widely covered poll shows that a full 16% of French people have positive attitudes toward ISIS. 16% of the stinking French have a positive attitude toward these butchers from the pits of hell. That's a lot of people. That includes 27% of French between the ages of 18 to 24. That speaks volumes about the youth there. Anne Elizabeth Motit of Newsweek wrote that this ideology of young French Muslims of, from immigrant backgrounds, these are the same people who torched the synagogues as well. Britain, in a 2006 poll um, for the Sunday Telegraph, found that 40% of British Muslims wanted Sharia law in the United Kingdom. I really believe it's much higher than 40% of the Muslims. Uh, that's that's what they're willing to admit to. And that 20% backed the 7-7 bombers. So 20% of those admitted to backing terroristic Islamic bombings. Another poll from that year showed that one quarter of British Muslims believed that the 7-7 bombings were justified. Palestinian areas. A poll in 2011 showed that 32... These are the innocent Palestinians that only use their children as human shields when Israel tries to fight back at all of the thousands of rockets that's been launched at them. Um, A poll in 2011 showed that 32% of Palestinians supported the brutal murder of five Israeli family members, including a three-month-old baby. 32% of the Palestinians support this. That's how sick these people are. In 2009, a poll showed that 78% of Palestinians had positive or mixed feelings about Osama bin Laden. 78%! And, and Israel wonders why they can't you know, reason with these Palestinians, why they won't stop firing the rockets. Only 78% of them had positive or mixed feelings about Osama bin Laden. And 2013 polls showed that 40% of Palestinians supported suicide bombings and attacks against civilians. How would you like a population like this living around you, knowing that, that their only goal in life is to want to see you dead? You know? 
of a percent of the Palestinians favored Sharia law. Currently, 89% of Palestinians support terror attacks on Israel. 89%! And it's only growing. Pakistan. After killing Osama bin Laden, the the Giliani Foundation did a poll of Pakistanis and found that 51% of them grieved for the terrorist mastermind, with 44% of them stating that he was a martyr, a martyr for Satan. Overall, 76% of Pakistanis want a strict Sharia law in every Islamic country. They want it everywhere. Only 76%. Morocco. A 2009 poll showed 68% of Moroccans approved of terrorist attacks on U.S. troops in Iraq, 61% backed attacks on American troops in Afghanistan, and as of uh, as of 2006, and 76% said they wanted strict Sharia law in every Islamic country. These people are just literally demon possessed. Their minds have been darkened uh, by whatever devils enter them with being a Muslim. And now, I'm sure a lot of it's generational, um, but I believe as they progress in the Muslim religion, more devils enter them, or the devils that they have are strengthened to the point where their mind becomes so darkened, so seared with a, with a hot iron. They, they, they don't... Any conception of true morality, true righteousness, true goodness, is just gone. It's, it's just gone. And they've literally become like these vessels of Satan. It's, it's the way it seems to me, at least. I mean, from what I've observed from them, after reporting on them for so long and seeing things get worse and worse and worse every time I report on them. Jordan. 72% of Jordanians backed the terrorist attacks against U.S. troops. I thought Jordan was like Israel's ally and kind of an ally to the U.S. No, 72% of Jordanians backed terror attacks against the U.S. troops in Iraq. As of 2009, in 2010, the terrorist group Hezbollah had a 55% approval rating. Hamas had a 60% approval rating. Indonesia. In 2009, a poll demonstrated that 26% of Indonesians approved of attacks on U.S. troops in Iraq. 49% said they supported strict Sharia law in every Islamic country. And again, this is only getting worse and worse and worse. Egypt, as of 2009, 65% of Egyptians said they wanted strict Sharia law in every Islamic country. One of the countries that have been, has, has been toppled and a more radicalized puppet Islamic dictator has been put in there, Egypt. Uh, so 65%, and this is, this is um, before the current regime, or uh, that, that regime was toppled. So who knows what it is now? It's probably like 90 as of the same date, 2009, 69% of Egyptians said they either had positive or mixed feelings about Osama bin Laden. In 2010, 95% of Egyptians said it was good that Islam is playing a major role in politics. You know, because it, the, Islam always bears such amazing fruit across the board. You know? United States. A 2013 poll from Pew showed that 13% of American Muslims said that violence against civilians is often or sometimes rarely justified to defend Islam. Now, again, they're more conservative here. Why? Because they're trying to play nice. They're trying to put on 
this this facade and this little veneer that you know yeah we we just it's just a small percentage but you look at these other countries where islam is the majority and you start to see these same polls skyrocket in what their true intentions are okay so this whole thing of 13% of american muslims i don't believe that at all i think it's a much much higher percentage than that a 2011 poll from pew showed that 19 percent of american muslims were either favorable toward al-qaeda or didn't know in short tens of millions of muslims all over the world would sympathize with the goals or tactics of terrorist groups or both that support is stronger outside the west but it is present even in the west islamic extremism is not a passing or fading phenomenon it is shockingly consistent over time and the West's attempts to brush off ideology of fanaticism has been an overwhelming failure. But, again, that's all by design. They're just giving you some lip service. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, Next report. U.S. government breeding terrorists in Minnesota. Even as President Obama launched airstrikes Tuesday against al-Shabaab, terrorist group in Somalia, a pipeline for new potential Somali terrorists continues to fester right here in the United States. So now we're actually providing terrorists to other parts of the world through our pipelines, through these terrorist cells. It's called the Refugee Resettlement Program, and it continues unabated under the leadership of the U.S. State Department and with the help of several 501c3 Christian charities. Okay, Minneapolis, Minnesota sits at the heart of the controversial program known as Little Mogadishu to some critics. The city has since um, 1983 welcomed thousands of Somali refugees, most of whom are practicing Muslims and attend a local mosque or Islamic center. So these are people we've literally brought over here, just like we're bringing the illegal aliens. If you, if you represent evil in whatever sphere uh, that you're from, Come one, come all. We want you in here, and we want you in here ASAP. While the Minneapolis-St. Paul area plays host to the largest Somali refugee program, it is not the only American city that has taken in refugees from the war-torn African nation. Columbus, Ohio, San Diego, California, and Lewiston, Maine, uh, have also served as refugee resettlement hotspots. The State Department, working with the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, chooses the communities largely because they are viewed as welcoming of foreign refugees and also because they have well-developed social welfare programs. Because, you know, it, it's it's our job to bring in every refugee, particularly ones that are Islamic, particularly ones that want to just abuse and use the system and come in here and infiltrate and ultimately destroy America. It's our job to, to bring all of them in because, you know, it wouldn't be american-like for us to not do that i mean we could care less about our own citizens we could care less about them and and um trying to um help them out and 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 to support them no they're they're third class devils as far as the government's concerned now these are the ones that are going to give preferential treatment so catholic charities lutheran social services and world relief which is an evangelical group resettled them there in this um uh in these places um, and because the welfare is so good in Minnesota, that is the main reason, says Ann Corcoran, an activist who has written hundreds of articles about the Somali resettlement program for Refugee Resettlement Watch. 
that's also the case with Maine. A lot of Somalis are going there for the same reason. The Christian charities have worked quietly behind the scenes using millions of dollars in federal grants to resettle the refugees in the chosen cities. So again, our tax money at work bring these radicalized, I mean, I'm telling you, from Somalia, some of the most radical Islamic Muslims, bring them in and make sure we resettle them here and give them every benefit and advantage they can possibly have so that they can in turn someday turn on the American public, the law-abiding citizens that have been here for many generations, and kill them wholesale, them and their families. And that is the ultimate goal here, really, is when that, that wonderful day when they'll be turned loose and we can watch... Basically, helter-skelter, which is one of their terms that they use, or the order out of chaos, break out, and we can create through that Hegelian dialectic, bring about that change to usher us into the New World Order and destroy America as we know it and annihilate all the law-abiding citizens here because Satan hates your guts and he wants you to die. That's essentially their goal through Satan. I mean, I'm just not sugarcoating it. That's what they want. So let's go ahead and watch this little short video here um, regarding this. Ticket to the grave. A new recruitment video from the terror group Al-Shabaab features and targets young men from Minnesota. Fox 9's Maury Glover joins us now. And Maury, it's a disturbing piece of propaganda, and Minneapolis is really the co-star of it. So this is, they're targeting men from Minnesota, and they're showing that the, these videos, these homemade videos they're making here of these... Uh, New terror recruitment video by Al-Shabaab features Minneapolis. It is. It's the first time we've seen video of three young men after they left Minnesota to fight in Somalia a few years ago. Now their journey to jihad is shown in great detail, along with how they became martyrs from Minnesota. And I'm sure that our government knew nothing about any of this going on, how we're actually exporting terrorists now to other countries. So they're, they're probably getting trained well here, and so that they can go train more of their devil ilk, and they can create further carnage, death, and destruction and mayhem wherever they're being sent. For Muslims in Minnesota, the end of Ramadan is like Christmas, with families flocking to the Mall of America to celebrate the end of 30 days of fasting. But a new recruitment video for Al-Shabaab is a different spin on the idea. The recruitment says the path to paradise. These devils actually believe they're going to wind up in paradise with their 72 virgins and white-skinned boys for doing nothing but pure evil. This is how deluded they are in their thinking process. The idea of sacrificing to be closer to God. This is the story of the Minnesotan mom. Closer to God by killing innocent people. What kind of deluded devil do you have to be to believe that line of garbage? The slickly produced nearly 40-minute video called Path to Paradise focuses on three young men from Minnesota. The here Gure, Mohammed Hassan, support that you had in any way that you can, and Troy Kostigar. You need to come here, you need to forsake this dunya, forsake your desires. Who left for Somalia in 2000. And the thing is, is they always act like they're so righteous. Forsake your desires. Forsake... What do you... Well, hold on, you're going over there, you're, you're killing little children, beheading them, raping... That's not forsaking your desires. That That is that is acting like the basest satanic animal that you could ever act like. But they do it under this this guise of, of like, pompous, like, um, 
false pseudo-morality, like they're almost sanctimonious and holier than thou, and being true to the cause, well, they're being true to the cause of Satan. And this is what I, I just love about Islam so much, is they come off as like they're, they're some like moral, uh, they're on this moral high ground trip, where they're so much better than the infidel, and yet they're doing the most sick, evil things on the planet. I mean, it, there's so much hypocrisy in this devil religion. 2007 and 2008, the video shows each of the men in terrorist training camps and during their travels throughout Somalia, and eventually reveals how each of them died, becoming martyrs for their cause. This is the real Disneyland. You come here and join us. The real Disneyland, this this idiot is, is saying, you, you, it's fun to go over there and kill innocent people, right? That's Disneyland to you. You know what, dude? I like to stick a microphone in your face right now as you're burning in hellfire and see what you say now. I'd really like to know what you would tell humanity that now. I bet you'd be a different tune. It is targeting for the first time specifically the Twin Cities, our young men and women here. Abdi Bihi works with Somali youth, and his own nephew, Burhan Hassan, was also radicalized and went to Somalia, where he died. He says Al-Shabaab needs new soldiers and hopes to find them in the Twin Cities' large Somali population, which has high unemployment and a lack of programs to help young Somali men and women. They are losing and they are very weak. They want to rebuild their image by getting more young people from us. This is a marketing package. This is Al-Shabaab rebranding and remarketing and uh, show, attempting to show how good it was. Former Ramsey County Sheriff Bob Fletcher, who now works with the Somali community, says the video attempts to rewrite history by saying the young men who left Minnesota to fight against Ethiopians in Somalia were actually fighting against America. All this to ingratiate themselves with another terrorist organization we know all too well, Al-Qaeda. They've uh, glorified terrorism, they've made America the target, and they've, they've tried to closen the relationship with Al-Qaeda. Now, the video was posted last night, but it was taken down this afternoon because YouTube has a policy against videos that encourage violence. An FBI spokesperson calls the video particularly troubling, and they shift in tone to a more sophisticated recruiting scheme. Thank you, Maury. Oh, so YouTube has a, has a, uh, a policy against videos that encourage violence. What a bunch of garbage there. You know how many street fights are on YouTube? Just like, you know, fights on the street. I mean, come on. There's so much violence up on YouTube that you could access if you wanted to. But no, it's against Islam. That's why they took it down. You can't say anything against Islam. Because they're the religion of peace. They're the religion of Satan. And as a result of that, they're getting preferential treatment on a worldwide scale in the lamestream media and on places like um, uh, Facebook or YouTube or whatever. Everybody's got to be politically correct. They can't say, you know, they can't say uh, what evil devils these people are. I mean, this is just incomprehensible, what what we're going over here. But unfortunately, it is... The world that we're living in. Next report. 22 jihad training camps in the United States. FBI refuses to take action. Here's a map of the 22. And these are just the 22, some of them. I believe there's way more than this. Um, and it tells you, like, okay, in New York, and Plainfield, Indiana, Detroit, Chicago. And it tells you what groups are, are in these training camps, like in Chicago, it's Hamas and Islamic Jihad. In Cleveland, Ohio, it's Islamic Jihad and Muslim Brotherhood. And it shows you a whole map. 
where these people are. There are over 22 confirmed terrorist jihad camps in the United States belonging to Jumat al-Fukra, a Pakistani Muslim Brotherhood and al-Qaeda-related branch. To top that off, the FBI states that their hands are tied in monitoring their activities despite an Islamic U.S. terror training video that is uh, years old with the possibility mur- uh, possible murders and proof of illegal activities. It's okay also for them to train these Islamic terrorists and to ship them over to other countries where they can go and kill innocent people. Mostly Christians is who they go after. Okay? And that, that, that's fine. That's fine. We, the, our government just has no idea. We can't monitor them. That would be politically incorrect and, and targeting a specific religion. You know, and we can't do that. Now, if it's Christian, oh my word, you can do whatever you want to against Christians. You can accuse them of all manner of you. You can, but not if it's Islam. Oh no. The fact is, these training camps, are not new are not a new item that has popped up on the homeland security radar. These training camps are being operated by an extremist militant group as of of Islamic international terrorists. And, I mean these are 22 in the United States. Okay? They're already here. There are ready-made places that these Islamic terrorists who are coming through the borders unabated. There are ready-made whole communities of these devils that are waiting with open arms for these people and they're increasing their ranks and increasing their numbers by the day. And our government's doing nothing about it. In fact, they're encouraging it all. This is why when they say, oh, we're on an heightened alert about these terrorist attacks. Yeah, right. Just like 9-11, right? Like you're really on heightened alert there when, you, when they told NORAD to stand down. You know, about the fighter jets uh, blowing those planes out of the sky. No, no, stand down. Let it, let him go into the Twin Towers. That's exactly what happened. That was just one of the many things that happened that day in order for that, that absolute abomination that, to take place. As of early of 2012, the media confirmed 19 jihadi camps on American soil. Now it's up to 22, and that's, I mean, come on, it's probably, <laughs> who knows how many more times that. I'm going to go ahead and play this short video. Think terror training camps are only located in places like Pakistan? Think again. Our next guest has proof that radical Muslims are training to wage jihad right here in our own backyards. And thanks, Peter. Are radical Muslim jihadists training right under our noses on American soil? Well, according to a new book, dozens of terrorist training compounds have been scattered across the United States of America for more than... Three decades. And Joanna Snell is the author of Twilight in America and the founder... Three decades. More. Over 30 years. I can remember being in this um, independent fundamental Baptist church I was in, and I can remember, I actually gave a, um, it was one of the first times I ever spoke to the church, and it was on the the potential threat of the biological um, way that these Islamic Muslim terror cells that were here even at the time that this was like oh my word this was like 97 98 okay on on how they were planning on releasing biological agents like anthrax and things like this via like they could rent charter a small plane get what they call a venturi and dump this biological like things like anthrax and other 
biological things to, to spread pandemics. Now they got the Ebola thing. Who knows what else they could unleash, especially if it's provided by our own government. And just go over a, a, a populated city and just dump this stuff into the Venturi and have it just release everywhere. They could literally do it in a on the roads where they could go down the road and just have it set up where they could dump this stuff and just uh, uh, just put it all over the road system. The cars are driving through this stuff and, and it's getting sucked into the cars and people dying by the, the millions. Okay? So this has been around a long, long time. Our government's done virtually nothing to stop it. It's been a long-term plan. And again, this is why I say, this isn't some Johnny-come-lately little thing that we're talking about here that they haven't been, that our government hasn't known about and could have stopped a billion times over between now and the 30-plus years they've been here. No, it's all by design, and now it seems to be coming to a head. People are waking up at a, at a higher degree, and they're wanting to accelerate their plan. They're getting incredibly aggressive, obviously, with this opening of the borders. Um, I just think that that we could be very, very close to this happening. I'm not saying that it's going to happen in the next, well, you know, this year or whatever, but, you know, it could something big could go off in the next four days. And so I'm just saying that, that this is why I'm, I'm doing this to, to you know, post this warning here. President of the Christian Action Network, Martin Moyer. Good to see you. How'd you become interested in trying to see how many of these camps exist right under our noses? Well, we had been writing some issues about radical Islam, and an FBI agent came up to our office and said, do you understand you have a terrorist compound of Islamic Muslim training about 30 miles from your office, so you better be careful with what you're doing. Yeah. That's how we came in the rest of it. Also, I understand a guy who uh, was... Now, I believe that obviously there are some good cops in these organizations that know what's going on, but are being told to stand down and do nothing about it. Okay? Regarding taking any kind of action, which is what needs to be done here. Action needs... But no, 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 no. This is going to bring about... The New World Order and the Order Out of Chaos, and this is very near and dear to Satan's heart. So they're being allowed to operate unabated up until the time where they're given the green light on some type of event like what we talked about, thousand miles across America, whatever they're going to try to pull off. And this is what this is what this is all building to. Recruited out of prison to live and wound up living with these uh, people at the terror training camps who'd been working with the NYPD, a fellow by the name of Ali Aziz, came up to you and he goes, look, i, I got to tell you the story because if people knew what was going on here, they'd be horrified. Yeah, you know, Steve, most people have never heard of Jamal Afruka in the United States. It's a very foreign name. But almost everybody's heard of Wall Street Journal Daniel Pearl. Sure. And Daniel Pearl was on his way to investigate the leader of these compounds in America when he was kidnapped and beheaded and dismembered. This book and what Ali has to say pretty much tells the rest of Daniel Pearl's investigation, that they've been here for over three decades, that they have committed assassinations and murders and kidnappings, that they're involved in drug running and gun running, uh, that they're... And that the news totally suppresses all of it. Just like it suppresses the stuff about the illegal aliens or gives some whitewashed version of what's going on. The whole goal is to purify Islam through violence. But what Ali had to say was even more shocking. He spent eight years inside of these terrorist camps as an undercover agent for the NYPD. And he basically told me the three M's. That is, they're still engaging in murder and that they still do military training, jihadist training, to strike and attack 
such objects as water treatment camps, mm-hmm. plants, nuclear power facilities, and that he calls... Do you know how few things they would have to do to America to bring it to its knees? Strike some major reservoirs that supply some major cities, okay? Which you can just walk right up to a lot of times. I, I mean, we were out in California, Taylor and I did. We walked up to one... I mean, it was, it was public land. You could walk right up to it. Put whatever you wanted to in the water. There was nobody there monitoring anything. I mean, or our crumbling nuclear infrastructure that is crumbling, which is a absolute disaster waiting to happen by the day. All of the, you know, hundreds of, of nuclear plants all across America strike them. Oh, good. Well, we have a, basically Chernobyl's going on all over the country. I mean, it would be so easy for those scenarios to happen with any kind of coordinated attack, especially when nothing is being done to stop that from happening. When our own law enforcement is has been told to stand down for over three decades, knowing the ideology of these of these um, animals and what they want to bring about. Oh no, no. Let's just you know, let's. Uh, Let's let's assume the best about them, and I'm sure they wouldn't ever try to do that. Them modern warrior slaves. Very frightening stuff. What he had. Okay. I want to take a look at a map because these are the 17 camps that Fox News has been able to confirm through our brain room. You can see that the majority of them are throughout the southeast and northeast uh, corridor. Do uh, law enforcement officials, Martin, uh, know? Of- this was as of October 8th, 2012, is when this video ran. So now it's up to 22 that they know about, but I would guarantee you it's way more than that even. But anyway, I'll go further. About all of these, and are they monitoring them and watching them? You know, there's a lot of different law enforcement agencies involved here. Most of these camps are in rural America, so they're in the backyards of America with very, very small police departments. But again, could you imagine if Christians had any types of camps like this, where they were doing like one one-hundredth of what these devils are planning for, they would have been SWAT team raided so long ago, and all those guys would have either been executed on sight or put in prison forever. But these these devils are allowed to operate carte blanche, whatever they want to do, and plan whatever they want to plan. Uh, in Hancock, New York, for instance, mm-hmm. the entire police department is made up of just five officers to watch this 80-acre compound that right. headquarters, this Jamaat camp. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we just showed Martin... But what are they doing about it? I mean, if, if, if they were really there to do something about it, these things would be shut down like yesterday. They should all be shut down and run out of the country at bare minimum. Ship them back to the Middle East at bare minimum. Okay? No, none of that's being done. Watching them, what is that going to do? The the, uh, the map that shows 17, those are the ones we've been able to confirm. You say there are a lot more out there. We just showed some video. What are they doing? What are they doing at these camps? Well, according to Ali, they're training for jihad against America. To now, kill- they're, they're training to kill us. They're openly admitting this. All you have to do is read their Islamic writings. They're, they're, and the, now the, the border's wide open, so they can really come across. People. To kill people. So it's just, this, this looks like one of those uh, Taliban or, you know, one of the Al-Qaeda training camps that we saw ten years ago. 
He said, you have to understand this. These people start at the age of 17 on these compounds with one goal, and that is to wage a holy war against America. He said they are proud to be gangsters. Gangsters. And these are Americans, right? These, oh, all of these are Americans, yes, indeed. And where are they recruiting people to come to these camps? Well, a lot of them are recruited out of prison. But the really important ones, the ones that I see, are then sent to Pakistan to train under Sheikh Jalani's uh, military compounds he has there, then sent back to the American camps to further the training of the people that live in the United States. i got a feeling after we put up that map with all the camps uh, in the eastern third of the United States, you're probably going to sell a bunch of books in those areas so people know what's going on in their own neck of the woods. Twilight in America. Martin Moyer, we thank you very much for joining us live. All right, thank you very much. So, this is what's being done. Now, he's saying there, I don't see how he could he could make a dogmatic statement to say they're all Americans. I don't believe that. There's been way too many terrorists smuggled across our border for me to believe they're all Americans, okay? But they are. Big, big place they're getting them is, and you'll see this, is from the black prison population in America. And, um... That's where one of the, and it's nothing racist, I'm just saying, that's where a lot of them are coming from uh, that are doing this. So, the group Muslims of America are documented to have a connection to terrorism with training inside the United States. There was a 2012 unsolved murder at one of these compounds in Texas. When the Claron Project obtained a 2007 FBI document detailing the Texas enclave of MOA, what they found was deeply disturbing. The organization says it has 22 villages around the U.S., with Islamburg as its main headquarters in New York. They actually name these little enclaves different Islamic names. The Clarion Project obtained secret MOA footage showing female members receiving paramilitary training at Islamburg. It was featured on the Kelly File on Fox News channel in October. A second MOA tape released by Clarion shows its spokesman declaring the U.S. to be a Muslim-majority country. <laughs> planet is he on a 2007 fbi record states that the moa members have been involved in at least 10 murders one disappearance three fire bombings one attempted fire bombing two explosive bombings and one attempted bombing now can you imagine if any christian group was involved in 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 just a fraction of that they would have been swat teamed imprisoned and probably killed i mean long long time ago but these they're able to get away with this and just keep going and keep operating. The document, the documented propensity for violence by this organization supports the belief the leadership of the MOA extols membership to pursue a policy of jihad or holy war against individuals or groups it considers to be enemies of Islam. That would be you and I. Uh, which includes the U.S. government, members, and the MOA are encouraged to travel to Pakistan to receive religious and military terrorist brainwashing from Sheikh Gilani. The document also states that the MOA is now an autonomous organization which possesses an infrastructure capable of planning and mounting terrorist campaigns overseas and within the United States. It even got worse when they tried to find out why the FBI, in a time uh, where we are supposed to be at one of the highest national security uh, alert levels, has nothing, has done nothing about it for years. See, they've known about this, but they do nothing about it. After all, the Clarion Project found out that the compound had been raided in 1991 in connection to a foil uh, bomb plot in Toronto. That was probably, you know, uh, too much too soon, so they were forced to intervene there. 
Uh, several of the members have been filmed training as militants. This was not a new situation. This should have been something that the DHS jumped on quickly, but they don't. Federal Bureau of Investigation documents detailed a 22-site network of terrorist training villages sprawled across the United States. According to the documents, the FBI has been concerned about these facilities for about 12 years. Yeah, but they've been here for over 30. But cannot act against them because the U.S. State Department has not yet declared that their umbrella group, which is the Muslims of America, or Jamaat al-Fukra, as a terrorist organization. We're just not sure about if they're terrorist organizations. We we know they firebombed and killed a whole bunch of people. We know they're training for jihad against the American public. We know they're they're sending off a lot of their people to get trained by hardcore terrorists in the Middle East and shipping them back and and we know all this. We we know that their whole goal is for annihilation of the great Satan. But you know what? We can't designate them as a terrorist organization because golly gee, I mean Despite the mountain of evidence, we can't do that. We just can't, because we don't want to be politically incorrect. We're just not sure. You lying, fork-tongued devils, you know exactly what you're doing. And again, this hasn't all been done for none of this to come to pass. They haven't let all this go on and enabled these devils to do all this and to train for all these years and in all of the funding that's went into this for nothing to come of it. I'm telling you, when they get the green light, that's when we're most likely going to see martial law in this country because of what they're going to do. And that could be in a matter of days. I'm not saying it is, I'm saying it could be. 9-11. The MOA compound in Texas, described by the FBI as an enclave in a communal living site, is is in Brazora County along County Road 3 near Sweeney. It is It was discovered by the FBI due to a tip from an informant in New York. They, they didn't even know about it? Oh, that's good. That's really good detective work there. The MOA referred to its Texas commune as Mohammedburg. Isn't that special? What Pamela Geller uncovered for WorldNet Daily makes the situation in the Texas compound a scenario, one that would even have made the 1930s Chicago Mafia envious. She detailed just how intricate these camps are. Geller reported, I ran a piece by Paul Williams at my website, Atlas Shrugged, on August 6, 2007, reporting that Jamaat al-Fukra, a terrorist organization, with its headquarters in Pakistan, has established over 45 compounds in rural areas throughout the uh, throughout America. Now, this was in 2007. And this she's saying 45 compounds. <clears throat> the compounds are providing paramilitary training to new recruits for the great jihad against the USA, under the not-so-watchful eye of federal law enforcement officials. Most of the recruits are African-Americans, who converted to Islam while doing hard time in federal prison. <laughs> so this is good, you know. Um, these are essentially America's no-go no-go Shahara or Sharia zones. You, you, they're basically not the the police can't even go there. They're no-go zones. So if you have a place where pure evil dwells and it's a no-go zone, can you imagine the kind of evil that's being committed there? where even police maintain a hands-off policy. Muhammadberg's sister terror compound in New York, Islamberg, contains a campus of, the, um, 
of the International Quranic Open University at which students get training from manuals that teach them that the Muslims' foremost duty is to wage jihad against the enemies of Islam. And again, this is soon to be acted on. And they have been frothing at the mouth, these Muslims, for years and years and years, chomping at the bit, frothing at the mouth, to finally get their chance to wage jihad against the great Satan, America. Williams reported that the students are also treated to Giuliani's poetic tirades against Western civilization. Ghilani boasts, we give students specialized training in guerrilla warfare. We, we are at present establishing training. They're admitting to all of this openly, and we do nothing about it, our government. And again, think if this was, had any kind of Christian, any kind of true Christian slant to it. How quickly our government would... This would be front page news across the world in order to demonize Christianity. But not a peep about it. Hardly. On mainstream news. These are just isolated reports that aren't, you know, go no farther than the the reports that they're on. These news clips we're hearing. Unbelievable. So we give specialized training in guerrilla warfare. We are at present establishing training camps. You can easily reach us at the open Quranic offices in upstate New York or in Canada or in South Carolina or Pakistan. I guess the U.S. government has their hands tied with the new definition of this right-wing extremist that they're hunting down as potential terrorists. What, like the returning veterans, the Bible-believing Christians, the people believing the Second Amendment and the Constitution, etc.? Yeah, those are the real enemies of America. Okay? So there's no time to go after an actual real terrorist that lives right here in the United States that's literally training for jihad or holy war to annihilate, you know, America's law-abiding citizens. There's no time to go after them. Nothing to see over here, you know. In America, a U.S. veteran waiting for the VA hospital is treated as much more dangerous than an Islamic, an American Islamic compound where murderers Murders are taking place, terrorist plots are being schemed, illegal weapons are being stored, jihad training is going on, and even drug smuggling is taking place. Oh no, there's nothing to see here. Leave them alone. They're good guys, really. Once you get to know them, you'll love them. You'll love them. You won't be able to get enough of them. They're fun, fun guys, really. To prosecute these poor, innocent, demon-possessed devils would be Islamophobic, right? It would be. It wouldn't be politically correct, and it wouldn't be right. And we all know in our hearts that that's the truth, right? We all do. But isn't? But it isn't Islamophobia when they're really trying to kill you, though, right? I mean, they say that's what they want to do. And it's funny, they're here training to do that very thing. And they're being given blessings by our government to do it. And now the borders are totally, totally wide open, so they can just walk right over here and join their radical Islamic Muslim brethren in preparation for that. Hmm. Well, you know, our government's doing the best it can do, and I think we all know deep down in our heart that that's that's the truth, right? Next report. U.S. government helping ISIS to kill Christians. Did you know the U.S. government is backing the Islamic terrorists with your tax dollars? ABC News reports the Sunni rebels 
these are the Islamic terrorists beheading Christians, are supported by the Islamic rulers of Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Qatar, and Turkey, as well as U.S., France, Britain, and others. So the U.S. is directly supporting the terrorists. And close U.S. allies, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Turkey, France, and Britain, are also supporting them. World, World Net Daily reports that the U.S.-trained Islamic jihadis, who would later join ISIS in Jordan, um, uh, Dear Spiegel and The Guardian confirmed that the U.S., France, and England trained hundreds, if not thousands, of Islamic fighters in Jordan. So these governments, and our one being at the tip of the spear there, are training these devils to go out and commit all of these atrocities that they're committing. Our tax dollars hard at work. The Jerusalem Post and Breibart report that ISIS that an ISIS fighter says that Turkey funds the terrorist group as well. Turkey is a member of NATO, and until very recently was a close ally of the U.S. Christians are being persecuted by the Islamic terrorists in Iraq and Syria. The ISIS Islamic terrorists have literally crucified people in Iraq recently and have marked the houses of Christians, presumably for execution. They have told Christians in Mosul... Quote, convert to Islam or die. They have pulled down crosses at churches in Iraq. Thousands of residents of Iraq's biggest Christian town have been forced to flee their homes as the ISIS killers overran their town and said, leave, convert, or die. The ISIS terrorists are not only beheading adult Christians, but they are systematically beheading children as well. In Syria, rebel fighters against the Syrian government told Christians, either you convert to Islam or you will be beheaded. Syrian rebels slit the throats of, of a Christian man who refused to convert to Islam, taunting his fiance by yelling, Jesus didn't come to save him. And like the Islamic terrorists in Iraq, they've crucified Christians. This is the level of demon-possessed vessels of Satan that we're talking about. Most likely already here and pouring into our borders. And this is what they're doing elsewhere in the, on the planet as they've been given the good graces by the, all the satanic governments that have trained them and funded them, including America. Last report, a Christian holocaust is coming to America. Christian men, women, and children, as well as other minorities, are literally being crucified, butchered, beheaded, raped, and sold into slavery by the most grotesque, repugnant brutality unheard of in modern times. What makes this particularly atrocious is the fact that we, and every taxpaying American, are funding it. America, under the Obama jihadi-in-chief, provided the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, a.k.a. ISIS, with arms training equipment, including MRAPs, Hellfire missiles, Humvees, millions of rounds of ammunition, etc., to name a few. That's what was officially supplied to Iraq, and that was left there for ISIS to pick up on its way to the slaughter. Remember how I said that our, our government and the military left all these things behind when they left? Well, that was all by design as well. That list does not include the massive amounts of covert munitions collected in Benghazi, shipped through Turkey, and supplied directly to the so-called freedom fighters, ISIS, attempting to overthrow the otherwise stable nation of Syria via the subversive, seditious, and treasonous actions of the Obama administration, intent on aiding and abetting any and facilitating and coordinating the establishment of an Islamic caliphate entirely engulfing what was once a stable Middle East situation. At least it was way more stable than it is now. 
Jesus said, ye shall know them by their fruits. By their fruits ye shall know them, actually, is the way it's worded. But as Obama's fans, fans the flames of Islam globally, Bibles are being removed and banned from military installations. Servicemen and women are being forced to observe Ramadan in Islamic countries. Christians and Christian chaplains throughout the military are forbidden to pray in Jesus' name and are being purged, while Islamic chaplains from the terrorist organization, the Muslim Brotherhood, are being installed. Obama is dismantling and downsizing our military as global conflagrations are alarmingly on the rise. Obama has laid bare our southern border to all manner of wicked infiltrators under the Trojan horse of desperate children. And Obama has repeatedly declared and demonstrated his devotion to Islam. Now we understand more clearly why Obama bowed down to the king of Saudi Arabia and is funding mosques to be built with our taxpayer dollars all over the Muslim world. Yes, he's doing that as well. Obama appointed John Brennan as director of the CIA. Brennan, according to the intelligence sources in the FBI and CIA, is a Muslim convert as evidenced by his pilgrimage to Mecca and Medina. Yeah, that's kind of a dead giveaway whenever you make a pilgrimage pilgrimage to Mecca, you know. These places are closed to non-Muslims. Meaning you couldn't go there if you weren't a Muslim. Okay? Because they're so holy, you know. We wouldn't want a non-Muslim to defile that satanically uh, hallowed ground. You know, we wouldn't want that. Members of Obama's National Security Advisory Team and the DHS are members of the Muslim Brotherhood, as well as having unfettered access to the White House. We have been betrayed the litany of criminality, conspiracy, treason, and sedition in this administration is undisputable and undeniable. How is it America sleeps through its own demise? I state emphatically that Christians are the number one enemy of Obama and his demonic cohorts because we are the carriers of the Rosetta Stone of Truth, the Holy Word of God, the Holy Bible. I am not referring to the limp-wristed, prosperity-preaching, sin-tolerant, so-called church which has sat on the sidelines of history as religious liberties have been assaulted and eroded on every side. I am not referring to those embarrassing, embracing the lies of Chrislam or homosexual marriage or abortion, etc., while denying the inerrancy of the Bible and the reality of God as a righteous judge and an eternal destination of heaven and hell, that that is real. I am not referring to those timid churches which have sold their souls and liberty of Jesus Christ bought with his own blood for a 501c3 tax exemption. I am referring to the dynamic, Bible-believing, sort of truth-proclaiming sons and daughters of the living God, those who have reconciled themselves dead to this world and refuse to remain silent in the face of this evil. By the Holy Spirit of the living God, we recognize the enormity of the danger that is afoot and recognize the enemy that no veil of deception can disguise. I mean, it's so in your face. You know, as watchmen of the times, we have been born into a duty to sound an urgent alarm, lest the blood of those in our spear be upon our hands as we stand at the judgment seat of God, guilty and ashamed. A large part of the blame for this great evil has been unleashed across the globe, which has shed the blood of millions and have been and will be slaughtered. And that lies directly at the feet of America, and specifically the American 501c3 corporate church. Thus, America's judgment is most likely at the door. Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak. 
Not to act is to act. That was from um, uh, the homelandsecurity.us.com site. And that's not Homeland Security. Okay, that, that's another site. Some Bible verses that relate to this. Proverbs 17, verse 5. He that justifieth the wicked and condemneth the just, even they both are an abomination to the Lord. And this is what we've talked about all today. Justifying of evil and condemning the just. Isaiah 5, 20. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Again, absolutely what is going on here at an increasing rate. Acts 20.31, Paul said, Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years I ceased not to warn everyone night and day with tears. Now he was warning about the grievous wolves that are going to enter in when he's gone. Okay, which is more true today than ever. I mean, it's, you know, grievous wolves essentially coming in to bring heresy and and bad doctrine in, you know, to corrupt Christianity, essentially. 1 Corinthians 6.13 Watch ye stand fast in the truth. Quit you like men, be strong. Quit means behave. Okay? But we're to watch and to stand fast in the faith. None of this is to shake our faith, okay, that I'm talking about here today. Okay, so faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you lack faith, ask for it, the Bible says, and also read the word of God, listen to it, that will build your faith. The the King James Bible, okay, that will build your faith up. Um, 1 Thessalonians 5, 6, let us, therefore let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Okay, so this is what we're talking about. We're talking about watching. To know about something is to be able to pray about it as well. Um, I mean, who knows? This might be the last broadcast I ever do. If, if, stump, if something goes down on 9-11, and I'm not saying it is, I'm saying if it were to, most likely they're going to shut down. They got that internet kill switch. And, you know, this might be the last time we communicate this side of eternity. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying it could be. I'm saying that if Satan were able to pull this off, if God let him, because I believe he has to get permission, he just can't do whatever he wants to do. You know. Psalm 94, verse 16 and 20. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Or who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? He's asking questions here. Who who but his remnant? He's not going to... I mean, granted, yeah, there's many ways you could... But I'm talking about from a Christian standpoint. His remnant will engage pure wickedness in the, in the end times. I truly believe that. I believe that's primarily through the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. I mean that literally. I mean that literally. I'm not saying that it's some nebulous thing. I'm talking about, it's not my word, like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. If we're mad about this information, how much more so is God, the righteous judge? 
I, I just believe those times are coming. I really do. Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee, which frameth mischief by a law? Which is everything Obama does. He frames mischief. He frames evil by a law, an unlawful law. And this is the whole Romans 13 argument, is you have to clarify Romans 13. If they, if the government is a, um, a force for good and a righteous judge, then Romans 13 applies. But when the government becomes the, the force of evil and, and everything about it contradicts the word of God, well then you serve and you obey the word of God. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Okay, that's how Romans 13 applies. It doesn't apply. Well, every oh, this do you realize that's the very verse that Hitler was commanding the preachers to preach to Germany in order for him to justify the slaughter of the Jews and the other races they slaughtered and all the wicked evil things that Hitler did. He's telling them to preach Roman th- Romans 13 to twist it. All governments aren't a force for good. And a force for righteousness. Most are not. And this one has degenerated into that type of government, unfortunately. And hopefully we've given you ample proof of that today, just on what we've talked about. So, that's all I have for today. Um, I would also encourage you to go up to my website and key in the word Psalm. And listen to the teaching on Psalm 64. Um... Imprecatory Prayers, A Christian's Door of Hope. I think that'll be encouraging to you. Uh, listen to my testimony, uh, Key and Supernatural, and you'll see um, a lot of the things that the Lord's let me go through that, uh, regarding just fighting evil. Um, that would be also a good encouragement. Also, Key and Overcoming in the keyword search box. That's an- another good one where the, we talk about the biblical verses regarding overcoming and... Um, those are good ones to to dwell on regarding the days and times that we're moving into. Um, and I will just go ahead and uh, close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we, we do thank you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for this day you've given us, for this time you've let us come together, for letting us examine this information, Lord. I don't know how much time we have left, God. Maybe we've got years, Lord. I don't know. Uh, you know. But we don't, and and I just pray that regarding these situations that we've went over today, that if it be your will, Lord, that you would expose and stop this wickedness, that you would wake up this lukewarm remnant, or how am I going to call them the remnant, Lord, but this lukewarm church, God, and that many would repent and and get saved, Lord, and that much prayer would go up regarding this wickedness that this wickedness would not be able to prosper that we are talking about, that Islam, Lord, would be driven back, that you would hedge their way up with thorns, as the word of God says, that they would not triumph in wickedness, that they would not be able to continue to kill Christians, Lord, and, and the other people that are unsaved as well, Lord, on this wholesale basis, that they would that they would be judged 
for their wicked actions, God, in this life, Lord God, that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God, that they would wisely consider of your doing, that the righteous would be glad in the Lord and trust in you, and all the upright in heart would glory. When you shoot at them with an arrow, God, I pray if it be possible their souls be saved, God, but you know the beginning from the end, and if it is not possible for them to be saved, and I know that to be the case in the vast majority of them, that you would shoot at them with an arrow, God, that they would be judged, that they would not be able to continue on in wickedness, that they would not prosper in wickedness, that they would not be able to garner more converts to commit further wickedness, that they would not be able to kill these innocent women, children, and babies, and men, and that all of this wickedness that they are committing, all in the name of this devil, Allah, I just pray to God you intervene in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, your angelic host, and through the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and through the blood of Jesus Christ, that you, you would be against this wickedness, God, and stop it and expose it, God, and that the fear of God would be upon this planet in whole, on your remnant as well, and against these devils that commit these atrocities and all of these plans that they've laid, Lord, all of these plans that they have laid to destroy America and to destroy other countries and to take them over, I just pray to God that all those plans be destroyed and canceled and whatever witchcraft that they have used in order to evoke their God for more power, that all that witchcraft be broken in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that every devil, demon, evil entity, fallen angel, or fallen cherub that would try to hinder this prayer, that they be bound up and rebuked and cast into the abyss until which time they then be cast into the lake of fire and that none would be able to come to take their place. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed, Lord, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.